Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode where I am covering off how to go about getting a celiac disease diagnosis. So if you've stumbled across this episode, welcome. My name is Belinda Whelan and I am a certified health coach who is a follow-up specialist for people with celiac disease to help them on their journey. So welcome to the show and I look forward to sharing my insights with you on this subject. So if you have been listening to the show for a while and you've tuned into this episode, this could be helpful for you moving forward if you have someone else in your family that is about to get diagnosed with celiac disease and they don't know the process. Because depending on when you were diagnosed, it may have changed in that period of time. So for us here in Australia, the process may be very different to where you are located. So some people say it's a gold standard to get a colonoscopy, whereas other people say that they've been diagnosed purely from a blood test. So we're going to cover off those different things and help you get some answers. Now, if you suspect that you have celiac disease or you have someone else who suspects they have celiac disease, the very first step is to go to your doctor or your primary caregiver and let them know your symptoms, let them know your concerns and be very forthright in asking for a test. You need to let them know that you want to be tested for celiac disease. Do not let them say no for any reason. If they think it's not likely or there's no one else in your family that has celiac disease and they brush you off, you have a right, you have a medical right to ask for this request. The important thing when you go for your blood test though is to not make the mistake that so many people make and what they do is they cut out gluten beforehand. So you actually need to keep eating gluten in the lead up to this blood test. So if you've cut out gluten, you unfortunately do need to go back onto gluten and it's recommended anywhere from about six to eight weeks of consuming gluten every single day before your blood test in order to show a true result. Because if you've cut out gluten, it's not going to give you the correct answer, unfortunately. When they do the blood test, they'll be looking for a gene marker and they'll also be looking at your blood and what it's showing. So you do need to make that first step before anything else happens. From there, your doctor can say yes or no whether you have the gene for celiac disease. If you don't, you don't have celiac disease, you're never going to have celiac disease. If you have the gene, but the rest of the results are inconclusive, you may need to do the blood test again, and it could simply be because you haven't eaten enough gluten, okay? So I'm not going to give you the ins and outs on that. You need to talk to your doctor on what they recommend, how much gluten. Some people say it's a slice of bread a day for children. Some people say it's two slices of bread a day for adults. It will completely depend on what your doctor requests of you. And you may even need to, uh, like I said, do that test more than once. So once you've got that blood result test back and they've confirmed that yes, you have the genetic marker for it and they may even be able to straight away say that from your blood test, yes, you've got celiac disease, 
they may then say that you'll need to go have some scopes done. So this will be done with a gastroenterologist. You'll go have a follow-up appointment. And at that appointment, they will generally put you under and they will do a biopsy, okay? So they'll do a colonoscopy and sometimes they'll do an endoscopy as well. So up the bottom (laughs) and down the throat. Okay, so they're going to do these and different scopes, obviously, (laughs) because that's disgusting. (laughs) Can't believe I said that. (laughs) Sorry, that's gross. Hope that made you laugh. And anyway, so yeah, so they'll do two two different scopes and from there they can see what type of damage has been happening. Now, you do need to keep eating gluten between your blood test and your scope. And I know... It sounds horrible if you've been pretty much confirmed that you've got celiac disease and this is just that extra confirmation. It's still important to keep eating gluten. I'm sorry, don't hate me for being the messenger, but you know, don't shoot the messenger, but that's just the way it is. So they they do need you to keep eating gluten. And the, the best advice I can probably say at this point in time is to focus on this period of time being the last time that you're going to be eating gluten. Focus on enjoying your favorite foods, focus on enjoying living life without ever having to worry about food again, (laughs) because your life is about to change. I'm not gonna lie to you, life is about to change forever. And this little period of time could just be kind of like a last hurrah, like, saying goodbye to gluten and farewelling it on its merry way because your body doesn't need it anymore, but you may as well make the most of it. You know, instead of just having two slices of gluten, uh, having bread with gluten in it rather, have something that you actually really love, have something that you really enjoy. Hindsight, I would have definitely done that, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't have that opportunity. So look at it as a positive. You are going to feel rubbish if you've cut out gluten and you've got to add it back in. You will feel rubbish. You're going to absolutely hate that you have to do this. And the best thing that you can do where possible is rest, hydrate, make sure you take you know as much time down for yourself as possible. Rest, rehydrate, drink lots of water, drink electrolytes, do what you need to feel your best and and know that there's light at the end of the tunnel there's there's something positive coming for you on the other side of getting your confirmed results okay so once you come out that other side and you get that confirmation from your gastroenterologist then you'll have a follow-up hopefully i should say you you might get a (laughs) follow-up not everyone gets a follow-up Many people just get told to go eat gluten-free. It's not ideal. It's definitely not ideal. It's not what we want people to being told. We want people getting support and that's where I stand in. And that's my job. That's my role. It's my passion. So if you want support from me on the other side, I'm here. You can reach out to me at any time. I've got programs and courses and eBooks and lots of different, um, I guess, options for you, depending on what stage you feel you need support with. So be sure to head to my website, belindawheelan.com and grab anything there that tickles your fancy and I can help you on your journey. But if you have any questions, the best place to reach me is over on Instagram. So just send me a DM over on Instagram. So my handle is the healthy celiac. 
and yeah you can get in contact with me there and let me know how you're going with that but otherwise i hope that this episode has helped you understand the process and i want to send a shout out to melissa who actually reached out to me and asked me this question and it inspired me to make this episode for you and to help you as well so thanks so much melissa and i hope that has helped and i look forward to talking with you very very soon take care bye if you enjoyed this episode head to belindawheelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook 11 mistakes people make going gluten-free living with celiac disease